I am your host for today, Rayleigh Miller. I'm the director of Waterstone Academy, but I am brought to you by the actual, official, always host, Dr. Ron B. Smith Jr. Doctor. Yeah, you got to throw that in there. And his beautiful wife, Raina Smith. Hello, hello. So today, here is what we're chatting about. Today, our topic is how to help your kids choose friends. Boy, This is a big topic because outside of your family, friends are going to be the number one influence in your kids' lives. Mm. You give them context for a majority of who they are, but those moments with their friends are going to confirm that context. It's going to challenge it. It's going to shape them, but it can be such a beautiful thing that you should not be intimidated by. Yes. And that's why we're going to equip you with the tools in order to enjoy the season of friendship in that process. You ready for it, guys? I am. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I love that. It's so important because, yes, we are memory makers. And part of that is being integrated into your kid's life and their friend's life. Both is a mission field. Um, one's close to home, and one is right there in your home. That can happen. You already just said the entire podcast right there. If they were no, if they were listening, they said being integrated with your kids' friends. Yes, a lot of a lot of mom and dads they just drop the kids off, and oh, they yeah. don't really know like what they're dropping the mm-hmm. kid off to, mm-hmm. or or you know what I mean? Like they don't know the environment, and then mm-hmm. they wonder why their kid six months later has like different. Um, attitudes and so forth like you just said the entire podcast right there like oh wow you really have to be integrated in the life of your of your kids friends and help them um choose it man there's so many talking points and i'm praying we can get this in and in the allotted time if not obviously this thing's going to be going on um uh, every week, but Raina, what what were your thoughts? Um, and when, if you had to answer, when did you start thinking about our girls' friends? Oh goodness, preschool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it starts early on. I mean, even whenever you're going to those play groups with mamas, what is your intention behind that play group? Wow. Is it for you or is it for the influence of your child? Oh, wow. And many times we go for that own personal connection. What's the cool thing to do? What's the happen in preschool to go to? Right. We sometimes don't remember that everything's a building block wow. of what we're doing and um, the context of those friends. Yeah. And just like we discussed before, you know, it is so hard as maybe a mama, you're at home, you just did a lot of laundry and you just want connection and you're trying to find out who you are again. Many yeah. people work before they become a mama and then they have this opportunity to go out with their little and to make connection with other ladies or moms or whatever it may be. And sometimes we can put our own selfish um, ambition or filter um, 
as a priority before what is best for our kiddos. Because, yeah, you can go to the gym and bring your kiddos to the daycare. But if that daycare isn't a good influence on your kiddos, what are we doing in the long run? Yeah, and it's sort of like how we um, just sort of intentional, unintentionally fell into homeschooling because we found out the the influences that our girls were having, primarily Rayleigh, um, that they were having in friends and education and so forth. Um, during the day, we were spending hours sort of like pulling all of that negative influence out. Well, the same thing happens with friends. But I guess a lot of mom and dads don't really, I don't know if they, how do I say this? Like, can they really help their kids choose their friends? Like, And even like what happens when your kid gravitates to somebody that you don't want them gravitating toward, right? right. But So how do, how do you even set up the environment to help your your children choose their friends. A lot of it you've already said, um, like ask some questions in your head, like is it for you, the mom or dad, that you're going to that, or is it for them? If it is for them, then what are they around and what are they receiving? Right. I mean, there's some, there's a number of things that are like that. But yeah, can we can we really have influence in? Yes, we can. And at no matter what the age, so at those younger years, you know, whenever you're at the park having those playdates, be integrated with the kiddos while they're playing. Yeah. And you know, and really listen to the verbiage of you know how the other kids are playing. Is it a hard play? Is it a difficult play? Is it a shared play? Mm. You know, what, how do they integrate? And you can kind of see how parents are kind of handling their kiddos. And then just like we're kind of going to get into on the podcast, you know, it it has a lot to start with the parent of what happens with the kiddo. And then, of course, in those, you know, elementary years, you know, whenever you're having those school functions, activities, um, parties at your house, um, just play dates, you know, just being there with them, having fun, making mere, you know, memories with them. Cause that was one thing that we always said as I'm a memory maker. So you could be coming to the house, but I'm like, all right, we're going to, you know, get out some blankets, do a picnic in the back, do like water balloon toss, but I'm in the midst of it. I, I think that's yeah. the key. Go I, ahead, Rayleigh. I was going to say like adding on to that um, for middle school, I think this is really cool, key for elementary and middle is when we say get integrated with your kids. I think a lot of parents are really worried about like jumping into their space. And I think like a a huge part of what that might feel like is it's a really big difference if you plan ahead ways to actually construct the social event rather than try and jump into a kid's world you've already empowered. Because like, for instance, like let's say your kids are hanging out and it's uh, it's middle school and like all of a sudden they're used to hanging out doing their own thing. And then all of a sudden mom shows up and it's like, hey, what are you guys doing? It's like, oh, we're doing this. And it just feels awkward. You don't mean for it to, but it does. Versus if like mom says, hey, we're going to go to the pool today and we're going to do this. Come on in. You've already situated yourself to where it's normal that mom hangs out with the kids. Yeah. So that is where it's different. So if you're that person going like, okay, my kid is in seventh grade. And if I were to walk into the sleepover right now and be like, hey, girls, how how's the show? What are you guys looking at on Instagram? It's like, no, that is awkward. Like that is going to feel weird because if you're at a coffee shop and you're hanging out with somebody for coffee and then someone, you know, just shows up and sits down at the table with you. That's weird as an adult versus if you already plan to go out to coffee with them. In the yes. same way, it's the going to be the same for your elementary, and middle, and high school kids. that sounds so simple, but yeah. yet it's so revolutionary. But sometimes we just overlook like yep. some of that. Let me let me strike the balance between the two that I know. Um, Raina and I both talked about we as much as we could. 
we were going to be the house where all of your friends came over um, so we could see, like, I think one of the key things Raina said was you could hear how the kids talked. Was it hard play? Like, all the, how did the parents respond? Like, how, what were the parents like when they picked up and dropped off? And then she, Raina, had so many conversations with you guys afterwards, like in the kitchen, I can remember. You'd be like, hey, so remember when Melissa did this and she was doing this? And it was so afterwards, it was like she was helping you sort of evaluate the event Mm -hmm. because we knew later you would come to her and either mimic or model or you had questions. Or sometimes later, Raina, you dealt with this more because uh, obviously we had all girls some sometimes later they would tell you like we wouldn't find out maybe till weeks later that like they said something bad or they took something or or they tried something trickery at the house and we didn't really know what at the time and but in conversation you would learn that i think the one of the keys in helping you choose your kids choose friends is getting them into the house get get those friends into the house and then display for them like talk to your kids like what does a good friend look like mm. remember they don't they don't know this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they just think they think friendships just automatically happen with people that I I just automatically play with. Yeah. Okay. Right. If you don't mind just for a moment, let me just share. So um every every time a, a young man has gone and getting ready to go into the military, you know, I meet with him. I give him the same same speech. I'm like, you're gonna have to stay away from the class clowns. Mm-hmm. In the military, you're going to have to identify the tricksters. You're going to have to identify the troublemakers. You're going to have to identify these guys. Stay away from them. Like if you if you want to get through boot camp, if you want to get through this clean, identify these personalities. Stay away from them. These personalities, stick with them. And I said, trust me, I, I know your personality. Yours is a little bit like mine or whatever. I would gravitate towards the class clown. Whoever made me laugh and I can make them laugh, st- don't do that. Right, and so mom would have that kind of conversation with you afterwards. Like, remember how this girl did did this? Do you see how she responded to her mom when her mm-hmm. mom was like, "Let's go to the car," and she was like, rah, 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 or whatever. You're like, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how. So you can help them choose friends. So sort of striking them. <laughs> what are you thinking of the time right now? I'm thinking of a birthday party. <laughs> oh, let's go. And remember something about we were at a birthday party, and a little girl opened up the present, and she goes, "Oh, I already have one of these," and I just. Oh. Oh, I remember that. I just leaned over quickly to the girls real quick, and I'm like, we don't say that. (laughs) So so it's like as situations occurred, because I was involved and I was able to kind of hear, you know, being a room mom, being a, you know, even in high school, I helped plan homecoming dances, whatever. I was still in on the game, right. you know, because it, it allowed me to know the verbiage and to know where I was going in the next phase of life. Right. But I was able to kind of coach through. Now, we have had wonderful girls and boys and young men at our home right. that we have chosen to invest in. Mm-hmm. And maybe they've had a little flavor at home, but we've been able to just love them through it yeah because they wanted that communication yeah Yeah. that was the key but also like you kind of let us know in advance that was the intention of the friendship right yeah um i think that one of the things i'd love to hear you guys talk more about is this the different types of friends um Mm. that there are going to be in a kid's circle um because i think in that example i can think of those times i'm like i just really want to hang out with like my girls like right. those people that i didn't mind having close that i could pour into but then there's other times where you would say 
hey, today I think we should invite over this person, this person, and this person. And right. even though they were a friend, I knew that the purpose of them coming to my house wasn't to invite them very personally into my life. It was to instead invite them into a space where they felt comfortable in yeah. order to see Christ at work. Right. Yes. And so I think if you guys could talk about what are the different types of friends that parents could talk to their kids about. So you mentioned more so like the stereotypes of yeah. class clown, that kind of a thing. But yeah. Maybe there's levels, there's different types, there's a, a social there are. circle. You know, that's, that's a great question. So honestly, just sitting here thinking about it, I forgot about something that I teach, um, that I teach pastors, and this can go to kids as, um, as well. Jesus had an inner circle of three. Yeah. Um, he led 12, but he fed the 5,000. So what I mean by that is is sort of there's going to be people in, in your kids' lives that are there just because of circumstance. Like they're going to go to school, and while they're in a classroom, you, you they can't stand up and say, my mom and dad said not to hang around you. <laughs> you know, yeah. So they're in that environment, or they're in an ath- athletic event, and somebody's on the team that you obviously, you know, parents can't choose everybody on the team. That's not what we're saying. There's going to be people in those circumstances. Those are sort of casual friends. Yeah. Those aren't people that you pull close. That's that's almost like the feed in the 5,000. You're going to bump into people that are what we now call acquaintances um, as adults. You're like probably, I have a I have 100 acquaintances, but I probably only have like two really good friends. Mm-hmm. Same, th- same thing applies for your kids. Um, so just know that Jesus had this inner circle of three that he trusted, and he brought in deeper and closer in prayer, but he led the twelve. So you need to begin demonstrating. That's a biblical model, by the way. You can demonstrate to your kids to say, Jesus, if you think, you know, you, you have to have like a lot of friends. No, Jesus really only had like, let's just say 12 um, that he was intimate with. But here's what they have to understand. Close friends, not casual. Mm-hmm. Close friends are always going to be a part of my life because of a choice of my life. Yes. Now, I didn't say this um, until you guys were older and you got serious with your boyfriends, now two son-in-laws, and uh, and uh, one more boyfriend, and so forth. But when I met with Jacob, and I met with John, and I met with Jordan, I said, everybody that's in our family's life is there by a calling. Like, we're, yeah. not, we're not a special family. Like, we're not more special than others. But we have a special calling that we need to pray over and protect. Mm-hmm. You can tell your kids the same thing, should tell your kids yes, the yes. same thing. You know, just because we're in ministry, we're not the only ones that can say that. Like you can say, look, we're followers of Christ. And because of that, that that doesn't make us better than. It makes us set apart, not Mm -hmm. set aside, set apart. And because of that, we need to pray about the people that are in our lives. So just for instance, some of the, you you know, ask, I mean, you got to start showing your your kids like there are people that argue. You know, there are just some kids that just like to to argue. I remember my very first, I don't remember a whole lot of birthdays. You guys are always asking me this question, like, Dad, do you remember your birthdays? Uh, I don't really remember. I only, only remember them because of stuff like this. So Evil Knievel was popular. Mm. And they had the wind-up Evil Knievel. He was on his bike, and it came back out. He Remember that, Rain? It winds yes. up on his bike, and he jumps. There was this one girl that would not take her hands off my birthday present. <laughs> oh, interesting. Personal confession. I actually went to the room and Slightly pushed her. <laughs> and my mom immediately came in and she was like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. First of all, we don't push anyone, but we definitely don't, boys don't push girls and and so forth. And I was like, well, you're, you know, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. choose you as my friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. right then I knew she wasn't going to be that. There, there are people in your life that you just know that, like my point and all that, if you build, go back to that moment, she just argued. That's all she did was like, it's going to be mine. It's mine. It's mine. And I can play with it. I'm going to have one like it. So I might as well play with it now. Um, you you got to show your kids some of the, there are people that are arguing. Uh, believe it or not, there are kids that, that are actually, they're gossips. They they just oh, model. yes. Right? Well, what you, we were just sort of talking before. What was one of the most memorable statements about friends uh, you remember us saying? It was about gossip. Okay. It was um, constantly, if you see a friend who's talking about somebody else when they're not around, they are definitely talking about you when you're not around. So true. And I remember that was in fifth grade. Um, when you guys really like honed that in. And then I remember I walked into um, something at on church on Sunday and it was with some other um, kids and kids ministry. And there's this one girl and she was sure enough was talking about somebody else when they weren't around. And I was like, I wonder if it is true. And it just so happened that like the way this, the kids ministry was set up, there was a wall and I was on the other side of the wall. And later that day, I heard her talking about me when I was not around. And it was this my parents were right kind of a moment. Like it really set in, but that one stuck with me because it was something that really helped me choose this in my friends. And I think it also was really convicting because the other thing that you guys really pressed in on friendship on our behalf is like, if these are, you're going to be your standards for other people as friends, they have to be your standards for yourself. Wow. So like, don't like, don't go in saying, Oh, they gossip about other people. If you're also talking about people poorly yeah. because then it's just doesn't make sense. It's a double standard. And so I think what you're talking about here is when it comes to, okay, there's the circumstantial friends. There are those casual friends, the ones that you choose by choice, you can have standards for them, but make sure they're standards you hold yourself to. That's a great point. Now, I mean, everyone's going to fall and they're going to mess up, but it's a pattern. It's a habit. So if like you are seeing a habit of arguing, if you're seeing a habit of gossip, that's something to really press into and watch in yourself, but also in your kids' friends. Well, and I think it goes back to, you know, how sometimes we tell teenagers about missionary dating, kind of like, oh, but they'll get better. Oh, they'll do this. We oh, do yeah. have to watch it with our teens. If there is a friend that is a bad influence, maybe they are significantly older than your child, even though your child is very bright, mm. that does not mean maturity wise that they need to be closely involved That's true. with that student. That I know that true. sometimes that happens with, you know, it could be anything, um, a sports organization, dual enrollment, things like that. You have to be very cautious of who you allow your child to hang out with that may not be of good influence. Yeah. And we taught y'all also to really listen to discernment yeah. of your heart. I'm like, it, girls, if it's just something just doesn't feel right. You need to pay attention to that. Yes. You know, and that's the Holy Spirit and giving the Holy Spirit a name of what that is in their life that's allowing them to go into those friendship situations. You know, I even told you, I'm like, watch dynamics of a circle, you know, just like whenever counselors say, you know, sometimes you can be really sensitive. You can see an eye raise or a quick look. I'm like, pay attention to those social dynamics that happen. But it goes back to, as a parent, you need to teach and model those social dynamics 
for your child. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, Raina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like we have to model it first. You know, if I'm a gossip, my child's going to be a gossip. Yes. If I'm not a good friend, my child's not going to be a good friend. If I don't treasure time with others, you know, or or put others first in a situation, then we're going to see it with our kiddos. And it is sad to say, if we see our, our kiddos with mood swings going up and down, we really need to look at ourselves and find out, are my mood swings up and down? I mean, and that is so true. So I was going to make this comment sort of near the end, but I want to go ahead and make it now because you guys have said it a number of times. Like Rayleigh, you said it like, you know, how much do we get involved in our children and and guide them? All right, so mom and dad, you have to think of yourself like, like you are a guide to yes. life. So let's, so let's just say right now you're a jungle guide and your children are trying to navigate the the jungle of life which is the jungle of emotions and now the jungle of friends the jungle of decision and and, and discernment and and, and insight and and understand the holy spirit's voice and all of that you wouldn't just drop your kid off at the edge of the jungle and just say enjoy hmm. right so a lot of parents think well i can just i don't really need to be that involved in their in their kids my kids lives like you know, they just need to just go into that that event and just you wouldn't just drop them off into the jungle and expect them to know how to navigate it. You say, well, isn't that helicopter parenting or whatever they call it, lawnmower parenting? I don't know what the title is now. No, absolutely not. Now it's lawnmower parenting if you get into the jungle and you're like, here, let me put the water bottle, water in the water bottle for you. Hey, yeah. here, here's how you actually drink the water. No, Johnny, you're drinking the water bottle too wrong. Like yes. it's it's too tight to your lips. No, it's blah blah. That's helicopter pest, micromanaging helicopter parenting. But Ray, what Rain is saying is like you're in the jungle with them. And as they start hearing those sounds and noises and different paths to take, you're like, does that sound like an appropriate sound? Right. Does that look like the appropriate path? They need you to be that because yes. what happens when they become teenagers, mom and dad will say things like this. Well, they don't really listen to me. They listen to their friends. And that is so in and not true. That is so inaccurate. They do listen to you, but what to, to Raina's point, which I've been trying to get to right now, is they don't listen so much to your words. They listen to your actions. Yeah. yeah. They listen to friends' words, like, you know, like, what was it, well, the classic thing my mom and dad used to say, like, you know, well, if Johnny jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? You know, what is that? That's action. Yeah. That's that's action. That's not words. So mom and dad, you were still the main influencer in your child's life it is both by words, but it is more so by action. It is. And honestly, b- branching off of that, some of the most significant moments that helped me choose friends was actually like um, when I can still see it. Mom, mom was with us at a dance competition and there was like something going on in the circle. And she wasn't like because there were some dance moms and you guys know dance moms yeah. where they were like in the circle and they're like with the friends and like, oh, no, she didn't mean this. Like speaking for their girl. That's right. helicopter parenting. Right. If you show up to the event and you're speaking for your kid yeah. and they're like in seventh, eighth grade, like, no, that's not, that's not the vibe. Right. But I was in the circle with these girls and they're sitting there talking and this one girl said something and I looked over at mom and both of us kind of gave this head tilt eyebrow. And that moment of confirmation of you heard that too, was all I needed to navigate that. But mom didn't say anything. She didn't show up, walk up to that girl and was like, 
that was wrong, right, Rayleigh? Like, no, it was this glance at each other. But then it was double confirmed another day whenever, I can't remember we were, where exactly we were, but mom was talking to another mom. And all of a sudden that mom said something and she looked at me and gave the eyebrow. Wow. So like we're 20 something years apart, but we're both navigating friendships. And there was this mutual sense of invitation yeah. into like, yeah, like, you are invited into your kid's space, right? but it's so so huge, especially if you're trying to help your kids choose yes. friends in middle and high school to invite them into your space yes. as though they're your friend. And it's like you have that sidebar conversation or that sidebar eyebrow of like, you saw that too. It's like this mutual moment of you're in it with me. Right. We're navigating it together. And it's, it's as simple as that. Right. Like we weren't in it with it. it's a simple thing in it that is. we utilize that in all sorts of ways. That side eyebrow was, did you hear the hurt behind that mom's eyes? Wow. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, b- behind their statement or see the hurt behind the eyes. Like there's more to this than what there's we know. There's more to that. Yeah. And, and for us to both pick up on that and to allow your child to learn also that there's always more behind the story of the words, the hurt. And, and as you walk in ministry and live on mission, right. that you are able to be able to evaluate the situation and know, okay, this may be a close friend, but you know, this is kind of going on here. Right. And yeah. and that helps you to learn the levels of, hey, this is an intimate, healthy relationship. And then we kind of build further out. This is one that we need to minister to and be able to be there for. Yet be sure to be cautious here, you know, but you're you're learning as you're walking. And you know what? That that hasn't stopped. I mean, it did it started when they were, like you said, preschoolers, right? Right. But I mean, look at all of our girls. I mean, even their ages now, like Rayleigh and um in her time in corporate America, if you will, in the mission field, um, and and serving, she had she still would call on us and say, Hey, I'm kind of getting this vibe in a meeting and I'm yeah. thinking through this. Like she would still call now. Yeah. And just it's so it doesn't just it doesn't just happen just for a, a small window of a season and help helping them pick out roller skating buddies. It should happen like the rest of their life. Like I honestly still call my dad. I'm like, hey, just the other day this happened. And what are your thoughts? Because, man, my dad will just all of a sudden blurt out some wisdom. And I'm like, wow. And that, that, by the way, was, was some of the, my greatest moments with my dad was just riding a truck. He was like, all right, we're about to go to a job site. The subcontractor has a foul mouth. This guy will be this way. This guy hasn't paid me money yet. I'm going to go pick up a guy that just got out of rehab. I mean, he's telling me all that. He's like, I want you to know who's out there today. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm like. 12 years old. And I'm like, but now I look back at it and I still do the same thing. Whenever I go into a church, I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at that. I can see that it pays off for the rest of their life. And you said yes. something subtle there, but like, okay, let's talk. Like we've talked a little bit about the types of friendships. You got your casual friends and then your friends by choice. We've talked a little bit about our standards for close friendships. Like right. watch out for people who argue, watch mm. out for people who gossip. If they're always flattering other people, yeah. Oh, like yeah. watch out for those signs that you guys are talking about, the eyebrow raising signs, but also like, what are your channels of choice? Meaning like those moments of debrief where you get to go back. And one that I was going to mention, cause you said it, 
was ride in the car with your kid as much as you can. Yes. Because that is going to be key. If your kid does online school and you work from home, I don't care. Go to grab some fancy water at the grocery store, get in the car and drive to talk about it. Yep. Because then it's a sideways conversation. It's a safe space to have that moment. But that's your debrief zone. So on the front end, if you can be proactive and plan those friendship interactions as much as you can, great. But always make sure you have a review plan, which in this case is take a ride. Take a ride in a car somewhere and talk about it. It'll be those. It'll be, they'll remember, I can't believe just all of a sudden we up and went and got fancy water at Publix. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be like, and wow, now that I think about it, you said this. Like those things have always amazed me how you can sit down for hours, if you will, in formal education process, but those 10-minute car rides to go get like a McDonald's apple pie or something like that, those yield huge returns. So that's that's actually good wisdom, really. Yeah, you want to set them up for, but always have a debrief after just to sort of make sure like it was locked in. Yeah, because life gets busy. It's easy to pull the phone out. Sometimes you just want to turn off and scroll for a second and go into phone world, which, I mean, I get. I'm speaking as a victim of that mindset sometimes. But it is. It's worth just the drive around your neighborhood. It's worth those moments of review, those playbacks, because if even professional athletes do playbacks, you should as a parent when it comes to your kids' friendships and relationships. Oh, yeah. And then watch, just like you said, you'll probably be calling your dad while you're driving home from work. Like those moments that you're naturally in a habit of talking and debriefing are probably going to be on the road. I still call my dad at those same times that we would, well, not the same times because it was always 620 in the morning. Um, and then a, in sort of a ride home, but I still call him either in the morning or in that in the afternoon or evening at the same times so that we sort of have those rides home in his truck. Oh. Still to this day, yeah. Okay, I got one last question. Okay, if 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 a parent of a high schooler came to you and you said and they said, I really need help knowing how to choose my kids' friends, but we're in high school. I feel like it's too late. I didn't get a head start on this. What is that word of wisdom or hope that you would give to that parent? Every day is a brand new day and start small. Don't start with a lecture. Mm -hmm. Um, So many times we go in um, out of control because we do feel so out of control. Mm -hmm. And many times it's through just listening ears and seeing, but also um, through adventure, fun, you know, doing a neutral activity that helps you start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, sometimes we've lost trust. Sometimes, you know, we've let things kind of go far, but yeah, it's kind of starting back small with little things and celebrating those small steps. I don't know if I'm just saying empty words here, but it's just, it don't give up because they want conversation. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. First of all, celebrate the fact they're asking that or even that they're, even if they're not. So go back and sort of redefine family mission. Like I said, we're not a special family, but we have a special calling. So, all right, I get it. So maybe that happened because you just moved to a new state, new high school. Um, and so for like here at church, sometimes the, the church, you know, people come and go and they're the, those close friends and casual acquaintances come and go uh, and so forth. And just tell them from experience that, you know what, I have to do that myself. Even in my job, there's new employees, right? It, it, in my level of experience and age, people come and go. I'm having to constantly just sort of do that. So honestly, where you're at right now in high school is there, it's there for a reason. It's a prototype of adulthood. So just know this is what it's going to look like as you're an adult. You're going to you're going to get married, you're going to move into a new neighborhood and the, those houses are going to change and friends are going to come and go in some level. So use this as an opportunity now. So let's just restart. 
Mm. And I think mom's advice on that was the best. Start small and don't smart don't don't start with the lecture. Start small, but acknowledge just by saying, "Hey, I'm doing the same thing right now, and uh, together we can do this." That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's huge to encourage them that if you feel like you're intervening, step in and say. It's not a bad thing to let them know, hey, I really feel like there's a special calling on your life yes. and that you were made special. Yes. And the reason I'm speaking up is to protect that. Yes. It's yeah. not it's Perfect. not it's not for your own control. Reminding them it really is because there is something unique inside of them that is worth protecting That's and doing something perfect. about. And then to your point, don't start with a lecture, invite them yeah. in and then just let them know that it's a real part of adulthood. It is yeah. not too late to start now with your high schooler. It is not too late in order to help them choose friends. And yeah. prayer goes a long way. I'm yes. not like, I'm not saying you have to, but you can even pray for friends to move. It's right. happened. Like there's so many different, yes, you can. like there's so many different ways that God is able to step in and protect what he has put inside your child. Yeah. And yes. he will surround them with their Jonathans. He will surround them with their, uh, their, John, Mark, and yes. Peters, like the yes. close friends that they need in order to right. elevate them and make them more like Christ. 100%. And it is challenging, especially in today's culture, is like they just want to have connection. And so not to settle, but to realize that that investment is worth oh, it. Oh, yeah. Don't settle. Um, don't feel like that friend is um, your responsibility. That friend is your opportunity. Right. And they are a welcome member of a relationship with Christ that you already have everything that you need. Yeah. Um, I think that this is really great wisdom on how to help kids choose friends. It's possible. It'll be good. You know, mom and dad as well, you know, we really don't ever get far from um, episode one when, when we ask the question, what can I be for this child? And so back to Raina's point, you you know, if you want to help your kids choose friends, maybe yourself learn what, it, number one, what, what what does it mean to be a good friend as an adult and how would you choose friends? So as a, as a parent, as an adult, you're, you never stop learning because you're always a guide um, for your children. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Ready? Thanks for hosting. Thanks for asking. Raina, thanks for jumping in on this. Uh, Jacob, thank you once again for being back there, pushing the buttons. And no problem making all of this happen. Thank you all for listening into this session. We pray you are blessed. And as always, we pray blessings over your family and your kiddos. Thank you for listening to Encourage Media. Share, pray for us, we pray for you. God bless your family.